When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Ladies the What Are We Doing Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the What Are We Doing Podcast. I don't remember what number episode it is this week, but this is another episode of the What Are We Doing Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. It's Halloween, dude. Okay, tonight we got to go trick-or-treating with the boy. It's the first year we're going out, okay? Uh, you know, we haven't gone out past couple years just because he can't handle it just because he wasn't ready. You know what I mean? He wasn't old enough to go trick or treating. Now he is, we got him a little bit of a costume. Okay. Went a little basic. Uh, he's Luigi. Okay. We were going to do a whole family Mario theme. He wanted Luigi. We asked him, you want Mario toad or Luigi? He's obsessed with the Mario movie right now. So naturally that's the direction we went and homie picked Luigi. So we got him a little Luigi theme, like hoodie thing. We got him the pants and he's got a whole little, the hood has like a Luigi hat on it. And so homeboys Luigi for Halloween, we were going to do a whole family Mario thing, but Megs and I are poor and we don't have money for costumes. So I'm repurposing the costumes from last year. Okay. Obviously I'm butter dude, because when it comes to this podcast, I'm on a roll. You know what I mean? We're consecutive. We're every week. We're nailing it. Funny line after funny bit, bit, bop, bam, boom. We're on a roll up the charts. We're winning every week. It's more and more every time. You know what I mean? Listen, when it comes to this podcast, there's a small margarine amount of error. Okay. There's a small margarine of error in the fact checkings when it comes to the facts and the things we talk about on this website. Enough, no more butter puns. That's it. I'm done with the butter puns. Do I churn you on? Do I? You know what I mean? I'm butter. Okay. Tonight, we're probably going to switch it up. I'm probably going to go as Elon Musk, Lou Bugs dressing up as Jeff Bezos, pictures to follow. There will be, there should be, I'm probably going to be editing after. Yeah, we should have pictures. We should have pictures on the screen. I'm dressed up as Elon Musk and I got Lou Bug, a Jeff Bezos costume. So we're going as a couple of billionaire bachelors for Halloween. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure they're both, are they both met? No, they're both saying billionaire bachelors for Halloween. Lou Bug and I are doing it. We're dressing up as Bezos and Musk. There's probably a picture on the screen from the edit. So it's Halloween, dude. We're taking the boy out tonight. It's the first time we're going to put candy out. Candy? Hey, when did Halloween candy get so expensive? Megs was at Walmart, one bag of candy to leave out, $15. And you know you're going to need more than one bag. So naturally, you would want to get two bags. And now your total comes up to $30. I cut up the boys last year's costume for Lou Bug this year because I didn't want to spend 25 on a dog costume for the dog, let alone a costume for us, let alone a costume for the boy to spend $30 on candy. I said, no way, dude. I sent Megs to the dollar store. I sent her to the Dollar Tree. I said, for $20, could you imagine how much candy you can get from the dollar store? So we're going to see... We're going to see what she gets from the Dollar Tree because $15 a bag will last you half the night of trick-or-treating. There's no way the kit, listen, you can put out all the signs you want. Every time you put out a sign that says one piece only, dude, guess what? We're taking more than one piece, okay? So if you say one piece, one kid, one at a time, you definitely, I'm taking a handful because F you, you know what I mean? And I'm probably going to have to do it for my kid 
because he's autistic. He's not going to come up to you. You're a stranger. He doesn't know you. He's scared to death of you. I'm going to have to do it for him. And I'm going to be, you know, on team him, not team you. So like, I'm going to take a handful as the representation of my son. Uh, that's just how it is. So if you put the sign out, just know that, you know what I mean? I'm grabbing more than one. That's it. So I sent Megs to the Dollar Tree. I don't think we can do it anymore. I can't, I can't do the, even Walmart's too expensive. Even Walmart's too expensive. $15 a bag with the candy. I thought, Meg showed me she had three bags in the car. I thought, oh great, $15 total, $5 a bag. That makes sense. For the little freaking, the little things, the little things of Snickers, 15 a bag. Get out of here. That's insane, dude. Inflation is insane. Uh, prices are 70 to 100%. Holy crap. So I don't know. I don't know what Meg's got. Maybe she, she might have went to the dollar store. I don't know. Um, if you need a last-minute costume idea, here's a last-minute costume idea. Um, Meg's and I found this one. It's really neat. Guys, you can do it too, but I think this one's more geared towards the ladies. And guess what? It's all inclusive. You know what I mean? So whether you're like, whether you need like a petite size or like an extra small, or whether you need like a, a like a three X or a four X, this costume's for you, babe. Here's uh here's the one costume Megs and I, Megs, this is what Megs is going to dress up as, uh, for Halloween. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be Elon Musk. Lou Bug's going to be Jeff Bezos. The boy's going to be Luigi and Meg's is going to be a spooky googly ghost. So, uh, we got a sheet downstairs. Meg's is going to be a gray spookly googly ghost. Um, and her spookly googlies aren't going to be as big as these. We just have the little ones. We have the little ones in this house. We have the little spookly googlies in this house. <laughs> So that's what we're all dressing up as for Halloween. Uh, pretty much. That's what we're all dressing up as for Halloween. And so, um, uh, it doesn't stop, man. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And I want it to so bad. I was wrong. I was wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to bite my tongue. I was wrong. I was wrong on this podcast. I came on this podcast like three weeks ago. I think it was in the car. And this was the first time during that episode, I think that we had seen the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship in public. And my full-blown prediction was that this was a PR move. The relationship's fake. It'll never continue. She's not going to another game. And I'm here today to confess that I got that information and that bit from my friend Paul and the entire time he was telling me that it was a fake relationship and that it was a PR move for Taylor Swift. I was telling him, no, she's in love. We ship them. Travis, Taylor, 24-7, we're for it. Paul was wrong, you guys. It was Paul's fault. He con He told me to say... He said, bro, if you go on the podcast and ship this relationship and say that, you know what I mean? Like they actually love each other and it's cute and it's adorable. You're, you're going to get in trouble. You need to listen. I'm telling you this whole thing's a PR stunt. Paul convinced me and it's his fault. So we're blaming him for the words that we said in the last episode. And it's, it's crazy that, you know, they're together now, man. And I'm not sure how it's going to bode well, because here's the thing. You know, every time she's in the booth, every time she's up there with her chiefs, her chiefs, uh, sweatshirt on and she's with Mahone's wife and they're doing handshakes and chest bumps and top secret stuff that we don't know about. And she's got like a number 47, uh, friendship bracelet on and she's doing it. You know, one of her people is in the back corner, making sure she doesn't scream too loud, making sure she doesn't cheer too loud, making sure she doesn't damage that $2 billion voice. Because if she does, 
Then she has to postpone tour. And if we have to postpone tour, that means the next leg's postponed. And then that corrupts, it makes a whole chink in the chain. You can't have chinks in the chain. You know what I mean? So if you have chinks in the chain, then the whole thing gets pushed back and the second leg of U.S. gets pushed and then other countries get pushed and dates seem to be moved and then other artists and their tours are involved and then, like, it's a whole thing. So if Taylor's voice goes, the whole tour goes. And so you know one of her people's there to make sure, at ah, Taylor, hey, Taylor, calm down. Hey, Taylor, I know he just got another touchdown. I need you to not scream so loudly. You have practice tomorrow. We have to sing. We have to hit the notes. Taylor, Taylor, you're here. I need you here. You know what I mean? So you know for a fact, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. Here's the other issue. Taylor has to put on a three-hour show where she's dancing, where she's dancing. You know what I mean? Like the beginning of the podcast, I, pr- I might have cut some of it out. I'll put some of it in here. If Taylor's dancing, you know what I mean? Um... For three hours every night, Thursday through Sunday, on the Ares tour over in Argentina in the UK, Um, she's not going to be able to pound it out with Travis Kelsey after the game. Here's the issue. Travis Kelsey is a lot bulkier and a lot manlier and a lot butterier than, let's be honest, the last few British guys Taylor's been with. Okay, we've got 1917.5 Matt Healy's. Now, I hear, through the grapevine, I hear he's a freak. I hear one of the main reasons Taylor and Matt Healy were together for the brief time that they were is because Matt likes to get a little freaky, and so does T.S. I don't know. It's what I heard. In my opinion, that's what I heard. It's just a rumor. That's all I heard. And then, like, what? Boyfriend before that, Harry Styles? All Harry Styles wants to do is try on her dresses. All Harry Styles wants to do with Taylor Swift is work on the wardrobe. So you know that that relationship wasn't sex-fueled. But when it comes to quarterback, testosterone-driven, look at me, I'm a stick of butter, Travis Kelsey, all I'm saying is Taylor Swift might not be able to dance so good after celebrating those back-to-back wins that Travis gets. Listen, does he perform better when she's there? According to the numbers, dude, apparently. According to the numbers, Travis does, on average, 99 yards when Taylor's there. When she's not there, on average, he does 49. It's half. He performs twice as better. He performs twice as butter. He's smooth like butter when Taylor Swift is a watcher. And you know what I mean, dude? When he's in that, when she's up in that box, doing handshakes, drinking the drink she's drinking, watching the baby. She's got Mahone's wife and all the little babies with the kids. And she's got she's got Travis Kelsey's dad loving it. Travis Kelsey's dad's like, wait a minute. Every time Taylor Swift gets up from the couch at the family barbecue, at the cookout, after the game on Sunday, uh, she's like picking up trash and taking people's empty plates and doing things that like normal girlfriends would do, not like what billionaire pop stars would do. And so I really like that and I commend her for that. And that's why I think she's great for our boy. And so I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we're shipping them. It's official. The ship is set sail. We'll see if they can both get through the second leg of the Eras tour. You know what I mean? Because this is all while they're on break. They've got plenty of time to be together while she's on break because his schedule allows for it, but hers doesn't. So when she goes to Argentina, when she does the UK, when she inevitably comes back here and has to do Eras again, because we know Eras leg, Eras tour part two US is coming immediately after that. So we'll see, man. I don't know. According to to Kelsey's exes, once a cheater, always a cheater. Now, we know we have our opinions on that statement on this podcast, but nonetheless, we'll see how it goes with the relationship moving forward. You know what I mean? I'm, damn, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, 
And you know what I mean? I'm just like, uh, here's the handshake. They've got their own celebration handshake now. Like, when did they come up with this? When did this get thrown into the mix? Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, but the book is out. The book is out, and it would seem, based on the headlines, everyone's got it. Sway's got it. The celebrities got it. Your friends got it. Your parents got it. Everyone's reading the book of me, dude. The memoir by Britney Spears. Okay? It's out. And boy, oh boy, did she tell all. And here's a few of the takeaways. First of all, before the book was released, uh, like yesterday, I think, or the day before, um, what we got was a little bit of a treat. We got Britney Spears audition for the movie, The Notebook. Uh, I didn't know she auditioned for this, uh, but we could have had a minus Rachel McAdams notebook movie featuring Ryan Gosling and Britney Spears. Dude, this butter costume is so uncomfortable. I'm telling you what. Okay, wait, there we go. I adjusted. Now, at first thought, everyone goes, eh, no way, not the notebook featuring Britney Spears. But with an open mind, okay, let's open the mind a little bit. Let's start to think about it. Okay, the notebook. Stage left, Rachel McAdams. In comes Britney Spears, one-on-one -on -one with Ryan Gosling as Noah. Britney is Allie. Here we go. And action. I pray for you to die. And this is what we get. And the Lord really will not die. I would have felt completely horrible if you would have died, but I just, I kind of didn't want you to be alive anymore because... I mean, I couldn't bear the thought of you being with somebody else or of us never seeing The more I listen, I gotta go, okay? The more I listen, the more she sounds like her. No, I'm so confused. It may not seem like it, but I really. I mean, come on. So, like they said. So fresh off Britney's, uh, Britney Spears reveal in her upcoming memoir, The Woman in Me that she made it to the final round of the auditions to play Allie opposite Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. The Daily Mail has exclusively shared the pop singer's emotional casting tape in the video Spears is brought to the edge of tears. While reading a scene opposite a Gosling who was off camera during the audition, the singer, uh, so, oh, so Ryan was actually, Ryan was in this audition video as well. He's just off camera. I believe there is a photo. If we can get that photo, we'll put it on the screen of them together during the audition. Wow. The singer who had previously only acted in the film Crossroads at the time of this audition uh, was tasked with reading scenes in which Allie tells Gosling's Noah she is going to marry another man. I'm not staying, Spears says in character. I tried to call you to tell you that I wasn't going to stay, but nobody answered the phone. Noah, you can't marry two people, and I'm marrying Lon, so I should go, okay? And that's just a quote from the script that she read. Da -da 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 -da. Hollywood casting actor Matthew Barry shared the video of Spears' audition with the Daily Mail and said that Britney wasn't just good in her session with Gosling. She was phenomenal. The audition tape was recorded in Los Angeles on August 18th in 20, 2002. So, dude, I mean, we could have had, she sounds, I mean, the more you listen to that audition tape, the more you're convinced that she was good. So she was in the running. She was in the top three. Um, let's see what else does the article say. My problem wasn't with anyone involved in the production, but with what um, with what acting did to my mind, she writes. I think I started method acting and... Only I didn't know how to break out of my character. I really became this other person. Some people do method acting, but they're usually aware of the fact that they're doing it. But I didn't have any separation at all. I ended up walking differently, carrying myself differently, talking differently. I was someone else for months 
while I film Crossroads. Still to this day, I bet the girls I shot the movie with think she's a little quirky if they thought that they were right. So interesting. Maybe that's a reason for all of maybe like the Instagram videos with the knives. Maybe she's just method acting. I don't know. Okay. Listen, so the memoir, I mean, the memoir shows a bunch of different things. I mean, it reveals some things. And uh, revelation number two from the memoir, uh, or number one at least, is, listen, uh, the family needs to be in jail, okay? The family blatantly stole money from this girl, uh, hand over fist. I know this is something I think that we covered way, way, way back, maybe even uh, at least maybe even 100 episodes ago at this point. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like she had a Las Vegas residency people. And I'm pretty sure even before this book came out, she's admitted she's only seen like a hundred grand, maybe like somewhere upwards of six figures worth of dollars from that residency in her own pocket. And the other, I don't know, maybe like mm, 40 to 50 million that that residency contract was worth went straight to Jamie. Uh, so very interesting that like, you know what I mean? Obviously we're calling for the man's head, but the issue is the conservatorship that the judge signed years and years ago covers him from pretty much any, uh, legal ramifications or anything else that we might try to get through. So, uh, Brittany's pretty much hands are tied. She really can't do anything because if she would try to take her father to court for what he did, he would just present exhibit A, your honor, the conservatorship that states here online, exit B, uh, 123C, that I have control of pretty much her entire estate and financial future. So it would pretty much get tossed out immediately, and Brittany pretty much just needs to start over, which is what she's doing, considering the book I'm pretty sure is sold, like what, 400,000 copies so far? Um, there, it's like one of the best selling books, I think of the year, if not like a memoir by a pop star celebrity ever. I, I think it's like approaching other pop star memoir numbers, uh, to be like the number one. So it was released what two days ago, the 24th. Yeah. Today's 26. So, I mean, it's crazy, man. The numbers that she can pull, we'll see the new music hasn't been doing so hot. Uh, but you know what I mean? Every other headline from this book is just another story that she tells in it, how things went down, how she was treated. And you can tell, uh, that she was the one who definitely wrote this book. Um, so you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's quite interesting to see, uh, pretty much basically the support and everything that they're giving this woman, uh, Britney Spears for her book. And I mean, she, um, the other thing is she, uh, listen, I, I didn't want to say I was right. I didn't want to say I was right here, but I predicted it last week. I said how interesting it would be if, you know what I mean? Cause we heard before the book came out that, you know, when Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were together, he wasn't necessarily loyal to her. And so I said, how funny would it be? Because at the time it only makes sense that she just announced her Las Vegas residency, that it would have been Christina Aguilera. And here we have just a mere yesterday, 24 hours before the book came out. Uh, you know what I mean? We've got the cover of Rolling Stone that we need to dig back up starring Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera, because I'm pretty sure they were going on tour together. Um, she says, I think in the quote in the book, I think she even quotes this here. Even if they weren't trying to be cruel, it felt like they were just pouring salt in the wound. Why was it so easy for everyone to forget that I was a human being vulnerable, vulnerable enough that these headlines, uh, could leave a bruise and it's a cover of Rolling Stone. Uh, and basically Christy, Justin and Christina double trouble hooking up for the sexiest tour on earth. I guess they pretty much just left Britney in the dust at the time. Uh, and I'm sure there's probably other drama. I'm sure there's probably a whole spew of other drama to unfold when it comes to Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. 
And I'm sure as the book gets read and more stories get twisted and come out, I'm sure TMZ will come up with a lot more news uh, to cover Britney. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's, it's Halloween. It's Halloween time. And every year, every year at Halloween time, Megs and I have the same argument. And the same argument comes up with this, this pretty much this torture house, okay? If you haven't heard of this place... It's basically exactly what I, it's, 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 it's a, it's a torture house straight out of a movie. I mean, the title of an extreme haunted house requires a 40 page waiver. Critics say it's a torture chamber. So basically you go into this torture house. It's like, it's like, think of like field of screams, Jason's woods, Mary's manor, like those, like, you know, you pay a hundred dollars for the ticket they jump scare you. You walk through the haunted house. It's a bunch of strobe lights and people in masks and costumes. They might throw raw hot dogs at your face kind of experience. Like it's the same thing every year. It's a bunch of jump scares and it's not really that intrusive. Now, some places like that, like Field of Screams, they have blackout nights where you pay even more money where these people are allowed to touch you. But that's pretty much all they do. They put their hands on you to scare you just a little bit more. Other than that, they don't really hurt you all that much. Like they say, oh, you're going to drink urine, and then they give you a shot of lemonade, like stuff like that. It's semi-psychological. It's semi-touching you. But like you're going to walk out of there just fine. This place takes that times a hundred and basically they make you sign a 40 page waiver and it's, it's, it's the reviews aren't that good before someone can enter the survival horror challenge at McCammy Manor, McCammy. Yeah. McCammy Manor is what this place is called. McCammy Manor survival horror challenge. There is a physical exam. Then so you have to get a physical exam and a doctor's note. First of all, that's the first step. You have to get a doctor's note. You have to physically be approved for what you're about to endure. Then there's a background check, a phone screen, a 40-page drug waiver, and a drug test. This is all on their website. So they give you a background check to make sure you're not crazy, make sure you're not a felon, to make sure you don't have any mental problems, you didn't just get out of you know the loony bin. Then they call you on the phone. You do a one-on-one Zoom call to make sure you fully understand what's going to happen to you and what you're about to experience. Then you sign a 40-page waiver that in detail explains what you're about to experience. Then they give you a drug test to make sure you're not trying to numb your body or the pain in any kind of way. Make sure you're sober and ready to go for what's about to happen. And then if all of that comes back A-OK, lickety-split, you get to go in McCammy Manor. And um, if all that goes according to plan, participants have to watch a nearly then two, oh, sorry, then you have to watch a two-hour documentary featuring every person who has attempted the haunted attraction in the past two years. McCammy Manor, based in Summertown, uh, Tennessee, bills itself as an audience participation event in which you, the person participating, will live your own horror movie. Understand that each tour will be different based upon your personal fears and can last up to 10 hours, the website says. Each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your personal breaking point. An online petition with tens of thousands of signatures says it's all a front for a torture chamber and urges state officials to shut down the attraction. But unfortunately, because of the 40-page waiver that you, the people, sign, you keep it open, right? So uh, basically, uh, this it can last up to 10 hours. They've been known to break bones. Uh, they've been known to, like, almost drown you. Like, uh, they've, like, when you leave here, like, you need a psychiatrist. Like, if you don't have a therapist and a psychiatrist now, when you're done this experiment, if you're mental enough to do it, uh, you leave, uh, you know what I mean? You leave just fine. You, you might, you might need one afterwards. Um, you know what I mean? It's, uh, there, here's, here's another quote. It's literally just a kidnapping and torture house. The petition says some people have had to seek professional psych psychiatric help and medical care for extensive injuries after experiencing what happens 
at McCammy Manor. Uh, so then, of course, they had to respond. McCanny Manor told the Washington Post that he didn't uh, want to confirm or deny which areas were real and which were not from the petition, but that no torture or illegal activities were part of the experience. Law enforcement keeps an, uh, a close eye on the manor, he said, and he calls police to warn them before each new participant begins the tour in case they get reports of any issues. McCammy said um, he does, however, use mental techniques to convince people that they are experiencing things that they are not. He said he films every visit so he has proof of what happens and didn't happen during it. Uh, he said there's no torture there's nothing like that, but under hypnosis, if you make someone believe that there's something really scary going on, that's just in their own mind, not reality, he said. So he's claiming that they're not actually torturing these people physically. It's all just hypnosis. Hundreds of haunted house attractions alarm and delight Americans each year, particularly around Halloween. Extreme haunted houses, which aim to terrorize through physical and psychological stress, are less common. They are often subject to fierce criticism while thrill seekers line up for the chance to be scared out of their minds. Since a story about the manor from WFLA-TV this month made waves online, McCammy said... He kept his phone on do not disturb mode because thousands of people have been calling to set up visits. He said his attraction has a very, very long wait list. The manor, he said, is an interactive experience that relies on mind games meant to make people believe things are, aren't really happening. He said people are not really waterboarded, for example, but he uses hypnosis and other mind control techniques to put that thought into their heads. If you're good enough, you're able to get inside someone's noggin like the way I can, McKenney said. I can make folks believe whatever I want them to believe. So he's just a hypnotist. So, okay, this is interesting now because I did not know this. I did not read this. I freaking love that this is happening for the for like one of the first times I'm actually telling the truth on this podcast. I did not read this article beforehand. And so if we're to believe what's actually happening here, what the owner of this place is saying is he doesn't actually physically harm any of these people. They're not getting waterboarded. They're not getting their fingers broken because that's what you would believe. If you ask anyone who has been through this experiment before, they have been tortured physically, mentally, and now need to seek mental help because they believe that their fingers were broken, their arms were broken, they were waterboarded, they drank the urine of a man, they they drank the blood of a pig, like they've been they've been put in a room with like 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 sp loud speakers. So basically, all of that pretty much doesn't exist and it's just an illusion that this man created because he's a hypnotist. I need to talk to Max Major. I need to talk to Max Major. Does he know McKemmy? Does he know this guy? And if he does, uh, let's steal the business model because if we can charge 5,000 people, if we can charge people like even even $100, $150, $250 to be hypnotized, to think that they're being tortured, to sign their rights away at a 40-page waiver to the point where they think they're going to win 25 grand at the end, but because we're so good at hypnotist, we are hypnotizing people. We can make them believe, listen, I've seen the shows. I've seen what Max can do. I've been in an audience. I've been 10 feet away from people who believe that the belts holding up their own pants turned into boa constrictors to the point where they throw them across the stage, their pants drop to the ground, and now they're half naked on a stage full of 3,000 people in the audience, and it's all hypnotist, and it didn't actually happen, okay? So if that's actually what's happening here, well, then we've got a solid business plan on our hands. I need to talk to, where's, Megs doesn't know this at all. Megs is under the impression that the people who've been through it are like, like telling you the truth as to have actually what happened. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. 
McKemmy, who has served in the Navy for 23 years and moonlights as a wedding singer, started the manor 30 years ago as a cross between his theatrical background and his love for haunted houses. In all that time, he said, no one has completed the manor experience. Wow. Reservations are required to tour the McKinney Manor. Only one or two people are allowed in at a time. Participants have to be over 21 years of age or between the ages of 18 and 20 with the parent's permission. Guests who are pregnant or claustrophobic or have seizures, respiratory, or heart issues are urged not to participate. You will most likely die. The cost of admission is a bag of dog food for McKinney's five dogs. Participants start the tour with a chance to earn $20,000 and lose $500 every time they fail an activity, McKinney said. He also takes away $500 if the guests say a curse word since cursing is not allowed at the manor. He says, I'm like the most straight-laced guy you can think of, but here I run this crazy haunted house, McKinney says. And people twisted around in their minds. Uh, McKemmy said he has invested more than $1 million into the attraction, which is a mobile experience. Guests start in Summertown, but McKemmy says that uh, he transports them to different locations in Tennessee and rents out other people's farms and abandoned buildings for the stunts. If if participants last longer in the experience, McKinney said they would end up in Huntville, uh, Alabama, and yet no one, however, has gotten that far. It really is a magic act, what I do, he said. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Wow. Okay, now I'm in. So before, here's the thing. Before I started this bit, I was prepared to tell you people that I would be able to do this psychological test. If this test actually did have you drink blood from a pig, actually did break your fingers, actually did waterboard you, I would say I could do it. I would say I could do it because one, there's no way they can kill you. If they kill you, well, then that's just ridiculous. That's the most stupidest thing on the planet. And if people were dying here, they would know and they would be shut down. So if I know I'm not dying, I think I can mentally prepare myself to go in knowing that I'm going to get out. Whether that's a broken finger, pain is temporary. Whether I have to drink the blood of the pig, so what? I throw up, I lose $500, I move on to the next activity. You know what I mean? But the issue is, if he's hypnotizing people, then that becomes a different ball game. Now I'm interested. Now I want to know more. Because if he's hypnotizing people and... And he's using reality, right? If you get into this trailer that you don't think is moving and he hypnotizes you and he says, hey, the trailer's not moving and it's actually moving, you don't think the trailer's moving. And then he moves you to a different location and says, boop, I've now teleported you halfway across the state. Don't believe me? And he opens the doors and shows you that we're somewhere else that we weren't before. You're fucked up in the head already, let alone the fact that you're hypnotized. I love it. I want to do it. Someone get me in touch with Max Major. I need a hypnotist. I need someone who's business savvy, and I want to make this a thing by 2024 in central Pennsylvania. I want to create the $50,000 challenge. If no one got through his challenge, we can create one that no one can get through either. And boom, bam, we only let in the people we can hypnotize. Then they sign the waiver and then it's, we're golden, babe. We're going to make hand over fist. We're going to put the field of screams out of business. And you know what else we're going to do? We're going to pay our employees, every single one of them. And guess what? That means the employees who have been there for 10, 15 years volunteering don't have to go behind all the other people's backs and get a back-end deal to get paid hourly like the kids who just came in for the season because we know those new guys, they're not getting a dime but maybe a T-shirt. If you volunteer for 45-plus hours, you get your very own hoodie, so get to volunteering. But guess what? All of us who have been there for years, we're getting paid. Don't let them fool you. So we're going to come in. We're going to put Field of Screams out of business with this new hypno. I need... 
I need a hypnosis. I need someone who knows how to hypnotize people. I need to talk to Max Major. Uh, and dude, this is, we're going to take it and we're going to run with it. I thought this was an actual torture house. I thought it was an actual torture house. And now I'm even more excited because it's the exact opposite. He's just hypnotizing people to thinking these things are happening. And that's where the psychological break comes from. And I'm kind of on board. I wasn't before, but now I am. I'm so glad I read that article. So glad, so glad I read that article. Megs is going to be thrilled. I can't wait to tell Megs. I can't wait. So uh, this one's for my gamer nerds and my gamer nerds only. If you don't know, let me just see where I stand. Um, Speedrun.com. Uh, Mario 64, 70 star. Mario 3D All-Stars. One second. Here we go. I'm just going to pull up, make sure we know where we rank here. Um, no, not all these. <sighs> Where's my speedrun.com wad pod? Maybe I can find it that way. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who didn't know, I am currently ranked 140. 157th. I am the 157th top Super Mario 64 70 star speed run for 3D Mario All-Stars on the Nintendo Switch speedrunner. So basically, aka, I've got my ear to the ground when it comes to Super Mario 64 and what's going on. For those of you who don't know, a few months back, a a a, a carpetless strat was discovered. Now Throughout the years, Carpetless has been a pipe dream. It's been something that people have joked about, something people have talked about, something that only TAS, uh, and TAS stands for tool-assisted speedruns, basically computers, basically something only a computer-generated like play of the game could actually do because of how fast it can input code. A human input on a controller was not able to do the carpetless strat where in the very end of the game, in one of the last levels, you have to ride a magic carpet around a rainbow around the level. And it takes exactly like two and a half to three minutes, maybe a little less than that to get to the star. And before up until two months ago from 1997, when this game was released all the way up until like 2023, there wasn't really a good strat to do it without riding the carpet all the way up the building. And so there's been rumors about it. There's been speculation. Some runners have been able to do it here and there, but nothing good enough for a world record run on console, pure Super Mario 64 as it's meant to be played until two months ago. Someone cracked the code and we figured it out and then we optimized it and now it's good. And now the last two months, people have been practicing all the pros, all the top runners, squeegee, punkation, cheese, simply we've all been doing the carpetless strat and we've all been trying to master it and then be able to implement it into an actual 120 star, 70 star, whatever type of star run. Obviously 120 is the goal because that's a star you, that's like we can knock that out of any other category and still get it done quicker. So 120 star world record has now been broken, dude, on fire. Super Mario 64 for the console on fire for the last few months. We're getting world record after world record after world record. Like these react channels, like simply, even though he's a runner, he reacts to pretty much every world record that gets broken, but he can't even keep up. By the time his react hits YouTube, there's already another world record now. And we're probably going to see that for the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? Because these runners are implementing them into their strats. We've got squeegee who hasn't even done a 121 a 120 run yet. Blech, I'm a little dyslexic. Sorry. 
Uh, so he's still got a shot at the record. We just saw a record by Karen for 137 something. And then immediately after Karen, we got another world record for 120 star that broke the 136. We're pretty sure the hour 36 mark is where the Super Mario 64 community is going to stay. I think a 135 is possible. We won't see a 135 this year. Maybe sometime this year, this time next year, maybe. But like a 135, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to need Squeegee to grind for at least 24 hours, and then I'm sure he'll knock it out of the park like he always does. I'm pretty sure Squeegee just got another zero-star world record last night, so you know he's coming for that 120 now that it's feasible for him to do and make way with the time. Before, there wasn't enough time gap. Now we can break the minute barrier. So it's just crazy to me that the... uh, the Nintendo 64 uh, Mario Super 64 speed runs are still being optimized and ready to go. And just, uh, you know, just still, there's still things that we can do to make it quicker to beat the game now that we're in 2023. And the sky's still the limit. So who knows what else is going to happen? What other strats are going to be found? What other things are going to come about? Now that we have this, I'm sure there's going to be an even faster task that comes out soon that I'm sure we'll get reviews of. So the Mario 64 community is just on fire and rip-roaring and ready to go. And I'm excited. I'm honestly, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited and I'm ready. I'm ready to see where uh, this takes us. Uh, so I'm, I'm ready to see, uh, how, uh, how the community reacts. I'm excited to see what cheese does. I'm excited to see what all the other top runners do, um, and where their mark gets, uh, played there. So, uh, one of the last things to talk about here is this viral list of first dates, uh, viral list of first dates that women have deemed, uh, so since this, uh, since this cheesecake factory lady, listen, Hey, to the lady that Carlos covered in his podcast, the cheesecake factory, I'm not getting out of the car. If you take me to the cheesecake factory, Hey, go F yourself. Get out. I don't, Hey, listen, you sit in the car all you want, sweetheart. That's more brown bread for me. That's more appetizers for me. That means I don't got to share my egg rolls with you. That means I don't got to ask for more butter with my brown bread. That means I don't got to drink as much. That means, actually, that means I can drink more. And because I'm not paying for your meal at the Cheesecake Factory, I'm getting two more drinks. And because you're not eating or drinking, guess what? You're my new DD. So I'm going to go get drunk off of some brown bread and some old fashions at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm going to get me some teriyaki beef, maybe some, you know, spicy chicken vodka pasta. I don't know. And a few slices to go and none for you. Because guess what? If I'm putting up the bill to go to the Cheesecake Factory and I drive you there because guess what? There's none around us. None in your county. We've got 19,000 freaking Chinese places and 27 new Mexican restaurants opening on the Carlisle Pike every day and, and, and 19 new bubble teas and 17 different variations of desserts like bunk cakes and crumble cookies and Mr. Sticky's honey buns. We've got nothing but diabetes on the Carlisle Pike. God forbid we get a cheesecake factory, which means I got to drive. I got to drive your ass an hour and a half to the nearest cheesecake factory. And guess what? If you're not getting out of the car after all that effort, I'm going in. I'll go in bar stool for one. And Hey, I might pick up someone there and tell you just to drive my car home or get an Uber. I'll pay an Uber home for you, lady. Like if we're not talking about going to the cheesecake factory for a first date, we're not compatible in this house. You know what I mean? And number one being the Cheesecake Factory, get it off the list. Now, the next item on the list, Applebee's. Applebee's is a little subjective, okay? Applebee's for a first date, I kind of agree with this one. Applebee's is where you go when you've been with someone as long as Megs and I have been together, at least like 5, 10, 15, 13 years 
Applebee's is where you go when you don't have any money for food. You go to Applebee's, you order one each, whatever the two for 20 and limited all you can eat boneless wings are. And as soon as they come out, you complain, you complain a little bit more when they replace it. And then you get the manager involved and then your checks taken care of. You never go to Applebee's to spend money. If you spend money at Applebee's, you're a sucker. So that's where you go when you're comfortable in the relationship. If you take her to Applebee's on the first date, you're definitely Definitely not fucking, okay? Now, Chili's, Chili's is a little bit of a different ball game. Chili's is not a first date area either. Chili's is like a second date, we're just kind of linking up to talk, let's see if this goes somewhere kind of date, and only if, if and only if they've got them dollar margaritas. Now, listen, we all know the dollar margarita is nothing but gasoline, okay? that cheap, unleaded gasoline you use to start a fire every time, that's all those margaritas are because they're selling them for a dollar. But if you want to get the job done quick, all it takes is $4, babe. And for you and a date, that's less than 10. That leaves you plenty of room for a 20% tip. Eight margaritas and $10 leaks for a good, good night, okay? Chipotle, this one should be on here. You should never take a date to Chipotle for the first date unless she's a Mexican girl. And if she's attractive and she's Mexican, like if her Tinder profile says, you know, Mexican, that's her heritage, right? Like I'm not just saying, don't speculate. Like if you know, like if you're talking, she's like, yeah, I'm from Mexico. Like, or, you know what I mean? Don't take, don't take her to Taco Bell. Take her to Chipotle, obviously. Olive Garden, same rule applies if she's Italian. You don't take an American or a normal white girl to Olive Garden for the first date only if she has a genuine Italian uncle who lives either with them, with her parents, or within a five-mile radius of their house. That's the only reason you go to Olive Garden on the first date. Now, number six, the movies. This is a great first date, okay? because the movies start with drinks and sometimes end with an activity. So if you can fit in an activity where you can talk, a movie's great. If you're both interested and you know for a fact she loves the movie you're going to see. If she's never seen an Avengers movie or doesn't know who Tony Stark is, then maybe don't take her to see the latest and greatest Avengers Infinity War. You know what I mean? Let's make sure the movie's appropriate. Number seven, your house. This one can be risky, but I've seen it done appropriately on a first date. Number nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. This is only a good first date if you're, if, if you're not convinced that the girl you're dating is straight and that she might be a little on the, le- she might be a little on the buy, maybe a little lesbian side, maybe a little, she's using this date to figure out her sexuality that's when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Same with Wingstop. You never take a girl to Red Lobster on the first date. The only time you go to Red Lobster is if your fiance's grandmother got you Red Lobster gift cards for Christmas at least anywhere from five to eight years ago, and they're still active. That's the only reason you go to Red Lobster on the first date, to not pay. Um, buffet definitely shouldn't be on the list. IHOP. The only reason you go to IHOP for a first date is if she has a kid from a previous relationship and the date's on a Monday because that's how the scheduling works and she just so happens to have the kid and they eat free on Mondays with an adult purchase, go to IHOP, babe. But any other circumstance, don't go. Same with Denny's. If the kid eats free, then do it. Now, number 15, the gym. I would say the gym is a perfect first date. If you meet someone at the gym, if you normally don't, if you, you know what I mean? If you met at the gym, if you're an instructor and they're a person, participator, like the gym, I think you can make the gym work as a first date spot. Half of these are BS, dude. Who made this list? A girl, a female, church, definitely don't take her to church. That's weird. Uh, like she's not into that dude. Starbucks, she's going to out-order you. You're going to embarrass yourself if you take her to Starbucks and coffee dates in general. 
You can only take her for ice cream if it's the middle of summer and it's hot out and you're walking and you happen to walk by the ice cream place at the end of the date, then you can go. Don't make it the whole date. You know what I mean? Uh, movie night, Netflix, Hulu, etc. That just means, you know what it means. We all know, like, we all know what it fucking means. Somewhere that requires a long drive, bowling, nightclubs, hookah bar, bar just for drinks, the Waffle House. Okay, so this list is a lot. Of, so listen, when you start with the Cheesecake Factory is number one, it kind of throws you off. But once you get to the bottom of the list, obviously, like, I'm not taking anyone. I'm, I'm not in the dating scene, nor whatever will be again. But I'm not taking anyone to a nightclub, a hookah bar, a bar just for drinks, maybe, maybe that one the Waffle House, or a sporting event unless they specifically request it for a first date. So the rest of the list makes sense. Cheesecake Factory, get it out, dude. We're done dissing the Cheesecake Factory. And anyone who decides that they're going to continue to diss the Cheesecake Factory, turn off the podcast now, but not before you go to the description and you click on like one of our sponsors, okay? Either you switch your carrier to Visible you get a cameo for like, you know what I mean? Your ex, like, listen, if you're going to break up with your boyfriend this Halloween, don't do it to his face. Don't do it like all the celebrities did back in the 2000s via text message. Do it with a cameo. Let me break up for your boyfriend for you. If you're going to break up with your boyfriend because of his choice for Halloween costume, like if your boyfriend's dressed like butter or an astronaut costume and calls himself Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, then you should probably dump him. Go to wadpod.com backslash cameo and let me do it for you and I'll break the news to Jeremy. You know what I mean? Let me handle the hard, heavy lifting for you. It's only $3. Click all the links below. And then other than that, just turn it off at this point. Because if you're not down with the 28-page menu that is the Cheesecake Factory, like, it's for everybody. What can't you find on that menu that isn't delicious? Megs and I have tried most of it. We've tried most cheesecake flavors and most menu items. And I can say that nine times out of 10, it's great. It's great. You can't go wrong. Listen, take the date. I don't care what the TikTok video. I don't care what Los said. I don't care what the whatever the comedian that Los had on that I want to have on this podcast said. She's going to, I listen, don't listen to them. Take your date to the Cheesecake Factory. I don't, maybe they might have not agreed. They might be on my side. So if they are on my side, good for them. Thanks, Los, and your guests. Shout out to you. But if they were in disagreement, Go to the Cheesecake Factory, dude, because you know what? Every other time Megs and I have a date night, we go to the Cheesecake Factory. So, you know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going out for Halloween this year, please stay safe and be careful. Uh, make sure you check your kid's candy, dude, okay? They're putting marijuana nuggets in the candy. They're putting joints in in the candy now, okay? Just when you thought your kid got Smarties, uh, it's actually just a marijuana cigarette wrapped up in the candy. So make sure you go through all the candy that the kids are getting. They're putting razors. They're putting barbed wire. They're putting like uh, Coke pills. They're putting um, they're putting all sorts of things, uh, methamphetamines. They're putting all sorts of shit like crack rocks. They're putting crack rocks and Snickers bars. So if your kids get a Snickers bar this year, please quickly take that out of their bucket and consume it for yourself just to make sure it didn't have any drugs in it. They're putting, they're putting all sorts of drug, like they're combining drugs now. Like I think they're putting, like if your kid gets gummy bears, whew, don't let them, don't let them eat the gummy bears, dude. If your kid gets a little packet of gummy bears, there's, they literally have put every, they took Molly, they took heroin, they took cocaine, they took marijuana and they took ecstasy and they put it all on a pill and put it in a gummy bear form and they put the same label. They didn't even care about copyright or getting sued or anything. They put the same label that the gummy bear company puts on all of their gummy, their real gummy bears, and they're putting it in the candy, dude. So if your kids get Snickers, Twix, lollipops, gummy bears, um, Dippin' Dots, or pretty much any other um, sugar-free, even if it says sugar-free, that's how you know. 
Like if it says sugar-free on the label, it definitely has drugs in it. So make sure you confiscate most, if not all of your child's candy this year. This is a public service announcement from the What Are We Doing podcast. Do not let your children eat any of the candy they get this year. It most likely has drugs and or like deadly things like rat poison. Uh, I think they're putting rat poison in all of the Hershey's chocolate. The only candy that your children should be allowed to eat this year is Feastables by Mr. Beast. If they get a Feastables bar, then by God, let them have that. But if it's Hershey's or Mars or Three Musketeers, it'll most likely kill them. So Feastables is the only chocolate. The Mr. Beast chocolate bar is the only safe chocolate to eat this year during the Halloween season. So whether you're doing a trunk or treat, which is bullshit, by the way. Hey, listen, enough with the trunk or treats. You can buy kits. You can buy kits to decorate your trunk. We're done with it. Let the kids go house to house. Let them experience trick or treat Halloween like they're supposed to. It's trunk or treat. It's we're done with it now. COVID's over. No more trunk or treat. Don't take your kids to that shit. Let them do the trick or treat. Even if you don't live in the neighborhood, drive to the 300,000 to the $500,000 neighborhoods they want us to move into anyways and just experience that and walk through those communities. Run them dry of their king-size candy bars. But all I'm saying is, because and that's where you're going to find the Feastables anyways, those rich communities with the $500,000 houses, go there instead of the one you live in. If you get the feasibles, let your kids have that. Mr. Beast knows what he's doing. But if it's if it's if it's Hershey's or Mars or any of that garbage, it most likely has a razor or some sort of child killing drug in it. That's all I'm saying. It's just a PSA. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name's Levi McCurdy. Please, if you haven't done so already, go to wadpod.com backslash YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that big, beautiful button. It's perfect and it's red. And when you click it, I love you. And when you click the bell beside it, I love you even more. And every time you do so, the another child's candy becomes clean and they can eat it this year for Halloween. So hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much for listening to the Halloween episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. I hope I didn't scare you too much with my butter puns. I told you I'm a BTS fan, okay? Whatever the thing is, the cute thing that they do. Uh, whatever. I'm smooth like butter, babe. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Halloween, everybody. Peace out. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.